Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light is on for the Green Light On podcast. And the podcast heads to the bush for the running of the Ballarat Cup. Yes, hello and welcome to the Green Light on Premier Racing Podcast, Ballarat Cup edition. Looking forward to this Twilight Friday. Uh, it is going to be a big, big night of Greyhound Racing. Big afternoon of Greyhound Racing with 12 on the program, the Ballarat Cup being the feature. And the Ballarat Cup in itself, it stands pretty highly on the, the pedestal of big races in Greyhound Racing, especially here in Victoria. Just went back through a few of the uh, the most uh, recent winners, Ferdinand Boy, Yozo Bale. But you go back a few years ago, Aston DB, Aston Kometo, Uh It's a race that you can develop into a stud dog from winning. It's just such a strong race. The other one being uh, Zambora Brocky, who won this race uh, a few years ago. So there's uh, plenty of prestige, plenty of excitement in the build-up. We see Rejuvenate go around uh, in the match race, and he is at the moment the favourite for the Ballarat Cup if he is to get a start. So a little bit of intrigue around that. We'll soon find out how that all falls into place, and I guess the uh, the pieces of the jigsaw go together. But uh, either way, it's going to be a terrific night of racing. We're going to chat with Brad Sands in just a moment as well. He's got the red uh, drawn perfectly, I think, flying pie in the Ballarat Cup. And no doubt a, a great thrill for, for Brad, who uh, has a small team of greyhounds. And, and he's got this boy flying at the moment off a second behind Salad Dodger. And Salad Dodger set the time standards last week. So it's a nice uh, form line for flying pie going in for, uh, for Brad Sands. So it'll be nice to catch up with him in just a moment. Run of the week. I was taken by the efforts of uh, Shimmer Dream to run second in uh, in his respective heat behind Quinlan Bale and eye-catching run. And, and then uh, to see Shimmer Shadow run down uh, Unleash Kalinda at start number five, 22 months of age. This cannot be underrated. A monstrous effort to win from Shimmer Shadow as a young pup on the rise last week. Racing. Away fast in the centre would have been Aston Lear is showing good speed on the inside. Piscopo Balan driving through Unleash Kalinda. Goes through the lead and kick for home. Two links in front now from Aston Lear around the outside. Shimmer Shadow trying to make round then Jungle Panther. Followed by Piscopo Bale. Kai Bale second last. Kenji Exile last on the swing for home. Unleash Kalinda went wide but it leads down the outside. Shimmer Shadow throwing out the challenge. Coming at Unleash Kalinda. Shimmer Shadow got home to win a half length on Unleash Kalinda. Third. Big effort to win. Young Dog on the rise. Uh, straight out of restricted win class into a heat of the Ballarat Cup. Just skips the grade fives. A bit of arrogance from Team Daly, but you can see why. Terrific effort to win. Uh, well done to all concerned. Shimmer Shadow and Shimmer Dream. They're only 22 months of age. Just turned 22 months, and they're both taking place, uh, taking part, I guess, their places in the Ballarat Cup. So terrific effort from all involved there. I thought Unleash Kalinda's run was uh, was really big as well. Even though he was run down, soon as the lids opened, he just wanted to use a bit of the track back. He Bashed into Aston Lyra, bumped into him, lost momentum, still went 11. I'm just going to keep knocking the door down of Unleashed Kalinda because I think uh, a big Country Cup win is in store for him. Let's turn our attention now to the 12 races on the program and try and find some winners, starting with race number one. So in the first race at 4.47 in the afternoon on Friday, I'm going with number two here, Fab's Yam on top, coming out of uh, three races in mix four and five company, right back to a grade five. I thought the run was okay behind Kanji Zone last time. So from box number two, rating this uh, one of the, the good each-way chances on the program. Obviously, Snooping Air is going to be hard to beat down the bottom, but I think Fab's Yam definitely capable of running a big race, and he, 
he'll be a price too in the kennel. Uh, the J&K racing team, Joshy Formosa, Corey Heinrich have been going really well lately. So wouldn't be surprised to see them go well here in the first race. Two, I like number one, Navarino, now in the care of Jason Thompson. Uh, there's no reason why the son of Aston DB will not perform from the good draw. Third race, um, I'm going with untapped on top here. I think the four might just give the... Uh, the star from the Dustin Drew kennel, uh, a bit of room to move. And she's just become a bit of a marvel. She's uh, turning four years of age, so it'll be her birthday on Friday night when she goes around untapped. So she then qualifies effectively for veteran grade. Um, she returned after a three-month break with an enormous win last week from Box 7. I think if she reproduces that, I think she'll turn over Valor Bale and be too good. So I'm with number two, Untapped. She's a bit of a favourite of mine. Life Members Trophy Final, race number four. Um, I'm pretty keen here on number one, Tick Along Reeve. Number two, Major Lightning likes to use plenty of the track. We saw that in the heat uh, when he went right to the outside rails. So I like the uh, the space that could open up for Tick Along Reeve off the inside. Therefore, each way, race four, number one. Uh, race number five, uh, going with Action Girl, just the proven campaigner here. I think she'll be, uh, she'll be pretty hard to beat from the good draw. Should jump and run. Race number six, very, very small confidence, but I've found the leader, I think, Aston Gamble, number one. Pretty even race, but cashing checks, power of silence. A few of the big guns just drawn a shade awkwardly in five and six. So I'm going to go with the pace of number one, hoping that Aston Gamble can establish a bit of a mid-race break. Race seven, I like number eight, Modern Kalinda on top, the Frank Murphy Memorial. Uh, 5.45 the distance. Good race with it. Hana Rico in six in good form. Stoutman Ellie's just a jet. Uh, but I'm going modern Kalinda. Had a crack at this journey four starts ago. Didn't run it out. But just have a feeling a few more runs under the belt. She might just be a little bit stronger and, and should establish a bit of a break on the mid-race. Now, race eight, the feature. Sports bet Ballarat Cup final. 50k to the winner at group two level. Flying Pine one. Bobby Axelrod two. Quinlan Bale three. Unleash Kalinda, four. Shimmer Shadow, five. Salad Dodger, six. Kelsey Bale, seven. Shimmer Dream, eight. I'm going with Unleash Kalinda. Um, I thought he was almost a certainty beat in that Shepparton Cup. He just about began too well, um, and he got into a little bit of trouble with Matt's Hope. We saw that last week with Aston Lyra bumping with him initially. I just think there's not a frantic amount of speed to his outside. So if he jumps evenly, he might go three or four lengths in front. And uh, with that look at the track, I know he's won there in quicker time in the past, but he just wobbled a little bit around that home corner in wet conditions last week. I think he'll be ready to fire. So I'm going Unleash Kalinda to win the Ballarat Cup. I think he's just knocking on the door of one of these. Well, the best bet of the night, uh, race nine, rejuvenate. Look, I very, very rarely tip the winner of a match race uh, on these cup nights, but you could not tip against him. He's going to be... 25s on, if that's a thing. $1.04, I think that's what they say. He should just be winning. Uh, no luck last week in the heat. Small field head-to-head. -head. He, he's just going to be too good, I think, rejuvenate number three. But he'll be a, a short price, maybe one to fill the mould. He's race 10 on with three without reason at a good each-way price, I think, can run well. Kanji zone in race 11, drawn box six. Huge effort to win last week, uh, turning over Fab's Udon. So no reason based on that run. She can't do that again. And even when she's been beaten this campaign, it's been at the hands of greyhounds like Piscopo, Bale, Revolution, Hilltop, Johnny. And she's only had 14 starts. So I think she's won on the up here at Kanji zone. And race number 12, the last race of the night, notorious Bell I like from box number seven, I think has the speed to burn across and lead. Uh, seriously good win at Horsham two starts to go with early speed. So that's the key to winning the last on Ballarat Cup night. Hunters Punting Club. Found it hard to get overly confident with the Punters Punting Club at Ballarat Cup night, at the Ballarat Cup night meeting. 
Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the value of race one, number two, Fab's Yam. I'm going to have $15 a win and $35 a place. I just think from box number two, I could see him just about landing in front. And if he does that, he's going to take a power of beating. So race one, number two, Fab's Yam for me. Inside Info. Turning our attention now to getting some inside info ahead of the Ballarat Cup and a small trainer who's got a really nice kennel of greyhounds at the moment and he finds himself lined up in the cherry drawer in the Ballarat Cup on Friday night is Brad Sands and his star greyhound flying pie and Brad's been good enough to come on the podcast and have a bit of a chat. Brad, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, good, James. Yourself? I'm going well. It must have been a wonderful thrill last week, even though you didn't win a heat of the Ballarat Cup, but you would have uh, been sitting there uh, as they were approaching the line, just cheering your guts out, hoping this boy would make the final. Oh, for sure. For sure. I was, uh, you know, and uh, just when I come second, I was heading over to the wash bay and someone sort of said, you know, you're in, you're in. And I, I, was, uh, I was elated. I was like, uh, yeah, didn't know, didn't know what to say. He's, he's been a, a really smart greyhound for you, uh, Flying Pies. Won five out of 19. Um, always seemed to have a, a pretty big motor. Can you tell us a little bit about the tale of uh, acquiring Flying Pie? Yeah, look, uh, look. yeah, I had a phone call from a, another trainer and he um, he just offered me the dog and said, look, um, several people have tried to get this dog going and they... Uh, they had been unsuccessful. Uh, would you like to have a go at him? And I and I said, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll I'll have a bit of a go. And uh, I got him home. And uh, I think for the first couple of weeks, uh, uh, my offside Dean um, uh, uh, put a little bit of uh, you know what on me, and uh, and told me I was a bit of an idiot. And uh, <laughs> uh, I told him that you know who pays the bills here. And uh, anyway, I persisted with the dog and uh, he was, you know, I finally got him chasing and he was running some pretty ordinary times. And uh, and then one day it just sort of clicked with him. He, he went uh, 1650 up Hillsville mm. and, and I was like, oh, I was looking at the clock going, oh, that's got to be wrong. You know, surely he didn't run 1650, you know. I, I, hear, uh, a little, I hear a little story about uh, that trial. I, I could be I could be completely wrong, but I, I heard that you were actually keeping the lids open or something along those lines to hold the greyhound in place. Um, and then he came out and run 1650. Is that true or is that just a myth? <laughs> Uh, ho- holding the boxes open? Uh, no, I wasn't really holding the boxes open. No, um, no, holding holding the rear of the box open to hold the greyhound in position, or no? That's oh, yeah, yeah. Poss- I possibly was um, holding the dog in there uh, because uh, he probably wasn't a great beginner uh, back then, and I just wanted to see what he was uh, what he was doing in the boxes. So, uh, but anyway, he uh, he finally started uh, making some good times. So. Uh, yeah, we went on from there, but then I then I had issues with um, a stopper bone, which sort of put him out for quite a while, uh, and then uh, that took quite a while to get him back actually. And I've only had him back for about, I think it's been about four runs since I've had him back. Um, and uh, in the end, I, I thought, look, I, I know the dog really well, and I know he can um, run some time, so. Hence why I thought I'll, I'll have a crack at this Ballarat Cup, you know? Well, it's a, it's a brilliant story, and I guess at this stage you get the last laugh on the offsider, uh, Dean, with uh, with uh, what's happening with Flying Pie at the moment. As I said, he's 19 starts in. He's been in the top two 11 times, and, and now he, he finds yourself and, and the Greyhound in a, in a Group 2 Ballarat Cup. Have you had much of a look at the four, mate, and what do you, what do you make of the draw and, and how the race might play out for your fella in the inside alley? Yeah, um... 
look, they're all fa- absolute fantastic dogs that are in that uh, Ballarat Cup. Uh, I- I'm just hoping that my boy can just absolutely explode from the red. Uh, he had a bad box last week in the six, uh, copped a little bit of trouble uh, and ran a fair race. Uh, so this time I've got the red. Uh, yeah, I'm just uh, really hoping that he can explode. Uh, as far as the other dogs, I mean, ooh, if Unleashed Kalinda can get clear, oh, geez, it, it can run some unbelievable times. Uh, look, there's good dogs everywhere. You know, Salad Dodger, Shimmer Dream, yeah, they're, they're all good, James. Well, that's it, mate. It's it's top-end racing, so you've got to expect to, to come up against the, the best greyhounds around. And I don't want to get you too excited, uh, Brad, but... Your boy has only had one start from box number one, and that was that spectacular debut where he won by nearly 10 lengths. Does that, I know that was up the straight against mate in opposition, and it was just under a year ago, but that has to give you some confidence going into this race that you've drawn the right box for him. Uh, certainly, yeah. yeah. I was, I was pretty excited on a night when I when I, uh, I went up and picked the box, and I opened it up, and uh, I, my first thing was seeing the red, and I, yeah, I, I give a good yell, you know. <laughs> I think the words was yes, you know, at the time. And because uh, I know he's good from uh, an inside box and, you know, no better than the red. And uh, and on the night, like, there was five heats. Uh, four of the winners come from box one. So uh, hopefully hopefully it happens again on Friday for me. So, uh, yeah, uh, fingers crossed. And I know I'm the uh, roughie of the field, but, uh, you know what, I'm in it. And, uh, yeah, we'll just see how he goes. I guess. Well, we can definitely see your passion and enthusiasm for the sport, and, and that uh, that shines through with even just what you said about the box draw. So good luck with box number one. He doesn't know what price he is. He's a, he's a wonderful greyhound on the up, and he's, he's drawn to run a very big race. So good luck with uh, the Ballarat Cup, and good luck moving forward, Brad, and, and thanks for coming on the podcast, mate. We wish you well. No worries. Thanks, James. And that's all for this episode, the Ballarat Cup edition of the Greenlight on Premier Racing podcast. Hopefully we found some winners. Looking forward to the twilight meeting that will turn into a night meeting for the Ballarat Cup uh, on Friday, Good Friday. So may it be a a safe and happy weekend uh, for everyone out there listening. And and don't forget about the Good Friday appeal. Please do not forget about that. Make sure you donate. Dig deep. It is a wonderful cause. Until next time, punters, safe travelling and happy punting.